welcome, lords and ladies, to another episode of Roll Play Everything! Yes, it's the comedy podcast that might be shattering reality or becoming a star. What does that possibly mean? You have to listen to this episode to understand the insanity. Um, This is another COVID throwback episode. We're rewinding back, oh, four years, back when the world seemed a little less broken. A little, a lot less broken. But, you know, um, my guess for, so it's two episodes I've combined. Uh, Both are episodes of an old podcast I used to do. Um, Eddie and I are in the first one reading an interesting WordPress story of a uh, customer of his that he was uh, directed to. And in the second one, Claudia is over and we are reading through a short film that she was supposed to be in. Uh, Now that second one, I gotta say, it's one of my very early recordings. Our mic etiquette sucks. We keep bumping into it. I mean, we're really acting heavily, but uh, it's a bummer because they're both pretty funny. Uh, Compound Innerway. The first one is is a Matrix Fight Club style psycho drug crazy Blade Runner thing that you just gotta listen to to understand. And the second one is the harrowing story of a homeless woman with a beautiful singing voice. Can she turn her life around? Uh, listen to find out. Uh, you know, hopefully there'll be new adventures soon. Uh, you know, COVID! So without further ado. Now we've begun. <laughs> All right, everybody. On your this is Eddie's fifth start to something. On your tablets or cell phone devices, I want re- you. Yes, we are actually recording. Killer. To go to outsiderlogicbooks.wordpress.com. Oh, I just Googled it. You're actually sending me to a URL. Dot WordPress. Nothing like a. It's really the mark of. Um, Excellence. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny to work in somewhere. I'm sure. You just get to my website. It's uh, 9-11-truth.wordpress. <laughs> it's like, well, this guy beats business. Already there? Outsider Logic Books. The following Outsider Logic Books. A great WordPress.com site. That. <laughs> this is the one. Okay. Um, so it's just a book? Who reads what? Are we going to trade off like uh, Well, time? first, this is we might only get through the prologue because it's a very long prologue that tells you what's going to happen. So it's like a, a plot. This is the elevator pitch. Okay. Imagine this as a frantic elevator pitch. Is oh, what well, I there like is an do. introduction. Oh, it's all... Oh, it's all here. This is Part all one. basically... Uh, Entering the gate. Hold on, what is this? Inside and outside interscape. Oh, that sounds fun. You don't, so, I'm just scrolling down. Martyrdom. There's actually, That's I think, the, there's four books on this whole site. And this is the first one is a, uh, the first one is, the following is a crime science oh, fiction looked... comedy drama in novella length. In Manhattan, New York, in the year 2086, humanity has reached a tipping point. Wait, I scrolled way too far down. A high-tech, very corrupt, shadowy, nightmarish police state society has become overpopulated. The Christian belief system is imposed by authorities and the mainstream media just as much as the spiritual practice is forbidden. Whoa, twist. 
Under the overblown problem of the war on drugs between the intrusive methods to supposedly cease the drug issue and the uncontrolled situation of the underground druggy culture, a new designer drug has plagued the streets of Manhattan. Compound Interway. A semi-psychedelic hallucinogen. Its core purpose is to dissolve the mechanical structure of human psychology. The more compound interway is fused with the use of hard drugs, i.e. <laughs> cocaine, speen, heroin, etc., the more that it directs the user into the limitless and unknown territory of the unleashed mind. I'm Rod Serling. Is it, so is it psychic power? I don't know. Oh my god, I'm in. Right? This guy's okay, got a you, great you pick it up there. You pick it up after that one. Popcorn Dylan. Uh, <laughs> um... Oh, I was totally following along, too. Okay. Unleashed mind. At 27 years of age and working under the DEA, Donnie Baker is considered the most intelligent, diligent, and determined member of the Compound Innerway Counter-Strike Division. He's under pressure to track down the Inner King, the infamous trafficker of pure and potent Compound Innerway all around Manhattan and New York. Manhattan, New York. This is his ruse. For Donnie Baker invented compound inner... (laughs) (laughs) How great is this? Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs) It's all a ruse! Oh my god, I was like... I, th- I thought that that was going to be ru- used incorrectly, because, I mean, what do you mean it's all a ruse? <laughs> You've just given me a character to what? <laughs> Tony Baker invented Compound Interway. He's both a frequent user of Compound Interway, as well as various other controlled drugs, as well as the Inner King. Donnie Baker soon passes through the gates Tony inside Baker. and outside of Innerscape, which guides our halfway schizophrenic hero through his surrounding environment. He soon meets up with Jason, Justin Reed, a desired underground author who explains to Donnie that he resides in Innerscape and that he's working on the story Innerscape, the fictionalized non-fiction autobiography of Donnie <laughs> Baker. <laughs> Justin explains that he's also working on a social experiment to fuse Innerscape with the present world in effort to dissolve as many elements of known reality as possible. But is Justin Reed everything he sees? <laughs> I want to unmake reality. But can I trust this guy? <laughs> you sound like the baddest guy ever. I don't even see what your plan really is going to do. <laughs> but uh, can I really trust you? <laughs> but uh, Or is there something more to him? <laughs> what could be more to you? Donnie teams up with the writer. Hold on, so this guy is also... So Justin Reed is an author who's working on the story Innerscape. Innerscape is also the world that he lives in. The mind world. The mind world. Right. Although the the name Innerscape it's is like the a book m- of the, the fictionalized nonfiction autobiography of Donnie Baker. So it's... Who's the inner king, the creator of Interway... <laughs> Compound interway. Compound interway. There's too many inners. I know. Compound interway. The crazy drug that is also a weird drug because you need to take other drugs with it. Well, it seems like you could take it and just be fine, but if you take it with hard drugs, i.e. cocaine, speed, or heroin, um, you'll get 
limitless unpotential into the uh, untapped mind territory. But is it also, I thought it was influenced by what drug you took. Like you also that, got uh, oh. super cocaine. Like he took inner way. It was like charging up whatever drug you took. <laughs> we're, we're still recording, right? Okay, good. Uh, okay, let's get back to this. Yes. I'm sure it'll explain itself. The fiction. This has given us a lot of uh, cards up front. Yeah. I kind of feel I know enough about what this world is. I'm just getting. <laughs> well, it's hard. Manhattan 2086. Right, but I'm just getting. I don't really understand what the interscape is. I'm, <laughs> I don't just, I'm just being told plot points, which is like, <laughs> whoa, okay, that could have been cool to learn in a movie. Uh,. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay here we go um, Donnie teams up with the writer who goes far in the shadows of the underground to form a shadowy religious cult <laughs> in the shadows within time things slowly spiral more and more volatile <laughs> and the lines between morality immorality the chaotic extensive fantasy the brutal mechanics of reality and everything in between blur through until everything, <laughs> until everything, the unknown, unleashed territory of Innerscape makes its mark and the world becomes as similarly surreal as the most demented and cha- chaotically warped video game or cartoon world. A gothic and chaotic, tyrannically fused theoretical vision of the future. <laughs> And an exploration of the failure and damages of the drug war. Innerscape is a science fiction, druggy crime, dark comedy drama novella that's a savage and scathing satire on the distortions of the mind. You know who I'm going to get? You know who I'm really going to satirize? Who, who are you going to stick The distortions of the mind is who I'm going to satirize. Oh, I hate they, those They had guys. it coming, man. They have. <laughs> Anyone's been stepping out of line. Oh, He's them like, and the narrowed environment of the distortions of the mind that, you know, it delivers. Innerscape takes you on a ride into the limitless, lawless, disorganized, <laughs> warped, and nightmarish shadow world, which partially exists and partially doesn't. And the world of a false prophet, Justin Reed, in which there is also no limits and no breaks. <laughs> And then a quote from Benjamin Franklin. They can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety. Deserve neither liberty nor safety. Benjamin Franklin. Innerscape. Who's it written by? Justin L. Reed. (laughs) Oh, yes. He's in his own book. There's one evil shadow god that Donnie Baker has to kill. Me. <laughs> all right, so. Wow, damn, dude, that was twist after twist. He was behind it all. I wonder what's going to happen to Donnie Baker. Copyright 2006. This is fresh. This is off the presses, bro. Someone just made this. The following chronicles the life of Donnie Baker and everything else that takes place in the year 2086. I find Donnie Baker to be very much interesting and intriguing. <laughs> But not only because he's halfway schizophrenic. I find him to be a lot like me. I feel like I'm writing my own life story. 2086 is the mark. The point in time where the human race is at the tipping point. The worst peak of humanity. With how the course of history has gone, it's bound to happen at some point. Donnie Baker creates a new drug. A substance known as Compound Innerway. 
semi-psychedelic hallucinogen where the core purpose is to dissolve the mechanical structure of human <laughs> psychology. <laughs> the more the compound in a way is fused with the use of hard drugs, cocaine, speed, heroin, etc., the more the substance directs the user into the limitless, unknown territory of the unleashed mind. The DA begins the compound interway counter-strike division. Donnie Baker sabotages, sabotages this operation, too. When, while Donnie mass-traffics the drug all over Manhattan, New York, he's also using compound in a way himself. This is the worst DEA ever. <laughs> exactly. Nobody polices them. I just mean that this guy comes in and is like, we're looking for the kingpin. He's just there in the police he's station the chilling. whole time. I don't know. I think he's uh, he's miles ahead of you guys. But he's like, this this is such a huge operation. It's like, you got a lot of, you're taking a lot of calls there, Donnie. I want, what? I want the DEA to break into like a building and have everything be wiped out and go, damn, I feel like he's so close. And then have Donnie Baker go, oh, don't worry, guys. I feel like he's right under our noses to the camera <laughs> and have everyone just look at him and go, is it you? Are you the inner king? Because you've had compound in a way marks all over your nose. Yeah, you look high as fuck constantly. <laughs> and you do nothing but take personal days and phone calls. <laughs> and hang out with that Justin Reed character. Yeah, who is a known... Uh, a pedophile. <laughs> psycho shadow sociopath or something. Oh. In the mind world. Oh, yeah. So, like, again, that was... I like that the introduction is almost the same as the other thing. But oh, yeah. But more like we dissolve. Okay, so uh, so he uh, takes compound into himself. himself. Not to mention a variety of other illicit drugs. And the gates inside and outside Innerscape are opened. A nightmarish, disorganized, lawless, limitless, and warped shadow world that like... partially exists and partially doesn't. Although words like warped, nightmarish, and lawless only have the credit people give them. Not everyone <laughs> understands the world of Innerscape, at least not unless they read about it. And read about Donnie Baker's story, as told by me, the writer. The <laughs> handsome writer. The handsome, perfect, manly writer. <laughs> Then perhaps more people will understand Interscape a lot better. Sure, <laughs> Interscape is a world that Donnie's hallucinating, but it's also an otherwise untapped world, hidden somewhere in the farthest reaches of the subconscious. A new world, the highest form of enlightenment that no one else can reach, or at least a very select few. What's crazy about this is that I've, <clears throat> early on, I don't know, many years ago, I started, I had like a comic book idea. <laughs> it's like similar to this. I mean, did it have a guy named, you know, Donnie Baker? Oh, Donnie Baker, and, and I was, of course, the handsome and beautiful writer who <laughs> set everything up and was God, yet also the bad guy. So, already, to have my narrator be the bad guy, it's like... Oh, we're not even in part one. Jeez, this is still the second introduction? Right, let's jump into it. Yeah, this is a lot of... Wait, hold on, let's see what this is. <clears throat> Do you want to live your life fearing death or embracing what life has to offer you? Do you want to live your life by society making key decisions for you? Or do you want to make the key decisions for yourself? If everyone dies, no matter what, what sense does it make to fear death instead of living decisions for yourself? Didn't the system itself design the fear of death? It did. Somewhat. <laughs> but mostly the mainstream media plays its propaganda role. Either way, these are all valid questions to ask. 
since their questions related to the nature of morality. And no matter what, both morality and large-scale societies' in, in large-scale societies' inability to cope with loss is the only elements that are inarguable. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, God. Dude, this guy got a great vocabulary. Uh, <laughs> doesn't he? He oh, uses man. so many big words right after one another. So many introductions inside the mind. Justin Reed. Oh, finally. If it was up to me to design any drug... I would design a semi-psychedelic It's all the same thing. Is this it? is just a character oh breakdown, practically. Go down a little bit more to... Chaos will always exist in the shadows of society anyhow. I like that, though. That's a Justin L. Reed quote. <laughs> you heard it here. Go down to but warm like martyrdom. Anyhow. It's comma anyhow. Just an odd... <laughs> like if Joker, I'm an agent of chaos. Anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. I'm gonna do my laundry And then to now. sign off there, it's like, anyhow, what? What do you mean? <laughs> anyhow, well, how's your kids I'm doing? I'm gonna just uh, kind of peter out and wander up. Uh, speaking of which, uh, <laughs> no, completely cool. off topic, uh, martyrdom. Manhattan, New York, top floor, interior of Twin Towers. <laughs> Whoa, this is dated. <laughs> no, it came out in 2016. It's because they rebuilt them, I guess. It's 2086, bro. They obviously knocked down the Freedom Tower in the future. <laughs> or just built another one next to it. Oh, and then it's like, okay, we got him again. We tricked him. We told him it was just one, and they said they'd leave the building alone, and they're like, where'd this one come from? <laughs> it just came up overnight. Uh, if you look at Copperfield's son to help out. From the right angle, you know, you only see the one. So we're figuring <laughs> that'll get him for a while. October 18th, 2086, 10.45 p.m. <laughs> I've got well-trimmed, slight-volume, scruffy black hair parted at the center, and a thin, roguish face. <laughs> I've got a lean cut, courtesy of the gym that I used to frequent back when I was living in my high-priced apartment. I'm wearing a long, dark, midnight blue trench coat over a tailored button-down, short-sleeved, midnight blue shirt, black dockers, and tactical boots. Bound down thick and tight in a circular wheel, based office chair, feeling like some sort of ransom hostage or eventual rape victim. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Reed is eight years over myself at the age of 35. He looks like he could have been between that or my age. He's got dark brown buzz cut moose spiked hair and a shaved face, save for a soul patch and a slender physique. <laughs> While sitting on a large aluminum desk with the aluminum bat placed next to it, holding an 85 caliber handgun. 85 caliber? Oh, man. <laughs> that is. It's almost twice the size of a 45. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking huge. It's handgun the future. He, he received from the black market. They don't ask questions, and neither do they record information. Hmm. On the aluminum desk, there's 10 gun cartridges. A small white clock reading off the time, followed by a typewriter. What does this guy do? Why does he have a... He's setting the scene, Dylan. No, no, I know, but this guy, the guy in the scene, I just have forgotten. He's dressed so well, and he's got this gun. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's, like, the boss of, like, a writer or something. It's like, well, it... Parker, get in here! Is the writer older than him? I'm not sure. He's, he's 10, he's 35 years his senior. No, he's... 
He's 35 or whatever. Eight years is... He worded it all weird. He did. I'm not sure yet. Okay, so you... you... Uh, wearing an unbuttoned, bulky, black... And why is he followed by a typewriter? What? <laughs> it's, it's his buddy. It follows him around. No, but I just mean... why. It's all... <laughs> all right. It's it's my buddy, uh, Halliburts, the typewriter. It's just a typewriter company I came up I off was... the top of my head. <laughs> I was trying to think of a piece of a typewriter, like ribbon. And he did, but he eats ribbons. He'd be like, oh, give yeah, me more would... ribbons. That'd be part of the fun. Typey. Just go easy. <laughs> Good. We could have gone for typey. Keys. Oh, keys. Fuck me. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, his typewriter's name is Keys. Let's go on. <laughs> Thank God we got that. <laughs> All right. That's definitely. Um, control save that. Absolutely. Uh, wearing an unbuttoned, bulky black cargo jacket that reaches an inch over his tactical boots, over a scratchy dark gray t-shirt with a corroded dark red biohazard symbol, and black, I hate this guy, and black cargo pants, he hops off the aluminum desk from where he's sitting. In the night, the sky is a starless, very dark midnight blue. With a mess of fog at the city below and it's pouring rain. Which is large, also blue. <laughs> this is a large, full-color hollow screen with a woman with a wavy, dirty blonde a hair. young woman. <laughs> about my age. Wearing a midnight blue well, short sleeve. With a young woman? Why did I have to clarify that she's... He's about his age. He's but, young. Or you could just say He's about... He's roguish, too. No, but... It's like a, a roundabout way of saying the, how young I am. I know. Have you seen how young that woman is? She's about my age. <laughs> a young woman with wavy, dirty blonde hair, about my age, and wearing a midnight blue sh- short sleeve button-down shirt and a midnight blue dress, <laughs> reading off a report about the overthrow of civil society and governments. Everything's a mess now. Everything was lost to violence and rage. The government has declared a state of emergency. Curfew is set for 8 p.m. Please stay locked indoors until the situation can hopefully be rectified. Between about every two to four hours, police choppers searchlights from actual police that haven't become part of Justin Reed's Interscape Alliance are searching for the man responsible for the fact that half the people can't even know what's real or not anymore. The man responsible for all the madness below, pandemonium in the streets, while the bombs are set in mailboxes, in ATM machines, rigged in cars, etc. What few members of the police are searching for the man, and they don't even know his name, much less what he looks like. Well, uh, who are we looking for again? Uh, I don't know. It's just keep, keep looking. Keep the search that time. <laughs> what if we find him? Will we know? Oh, we'll uh, know. I mean, you see anybody wandering around, we get him. Bring him in for questioning. <laughs> we shoot him on sight. <laughs> we got to bring this guy in. We said curfew at 8 p.m. <laughs> leaves a lot of time. Uh, there's 20 cases of C4 in the Twin Towers that we're in right now. 10 cases of C4 for the fifth floor. And the following suit, 10 cases on the 10th floor, all the way up to the bomb placed here on this floor. The first bomb will detonate from the bottom upward. Here we are, in the top floor of the building. The 110th floor, ground zero. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's funny, because it's like it's in the sky, though. It's interesting. Okay. Setting up. (laughs) Oh, I get it. That's good. That's real good.
The beginning of the new beginning. <laughs> the moment where society refreshes itself by removing themselves from the development of civil and modern society. Justin locks a cartridge in the handgun from the magazine that was presently resting on the aluminum desk. This is gonna happen. Me and you will be a martyr for the revolution. I'm weak from all the mental stress of the turmoil of the situation. From the running. From the fighting against Justin Reed. From all of it. But I must the words I can. This is too much. I don't want any part of this. And I certainly don't feel like dying today. Your interests are meaningless now. We're gonna die for the cause, he tells me. Justin places the handgun back on the aluminum table, arches his back and folds his hands behind himself, marveling out the massive front window at what he's created. Or destroyed. Depending on how you perceive it. <laughs> After this bomb goes just, off... Just to make it clear, it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. <laughs> After this bomb goes off... All other bombs will go off in equally important government buildings set by other people on my team. The White House, the Pentagon, various police departments, and the FBI divisions. Do you remember the ending of Fight Club? Well, this is the beginning, but three times as much. Maybe Cause, four. Because this building's super big, yo. And the Pentagon. We're not just doing credit buildings. We're doing, like, the fucking everything. <laughs> Not otherwise influenced by the Interscape Alliance, including each and every credit card company building ah! still set up in Delaware. It's going to be beautiful, but but nothing like Fight Club. So <laughs> so if you've seen Fight Club, don't even sweat it. Don't even worry about it. But but I don't want to die. I reply. He crouches down dramatically, placing the palm of his hand on the floor, equally dramatic. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. This guy knows how to set the scene. <laughs> oh, it's so dramatic, this scene. <laughs> he lifts his head upward to me. Why do you have so much concern with staying alive? Everyone dies. Time itself will kill everyone. There's a five-second pause. We'll never grow old. Never get wrinkly and weak. Never have the course of time change our driven identity of the moment. Justin gets up from the floor, picks up the handgun again. And walks to me. Who's to say we'll actually die? What if Interscape is only a partially mirrored, partial mirrored reflection of the whole? He points out the window with the handgun. Out there is all the zombies of the wasteland. <laughs> that had to be under my own propaganda to free them to the cause. They'll never know what it's like to have a soul. Only pretend and talk and make up superstitious stories about it. But we've achieved it. Consciousness actualized. And when we die, we'll enter the true reality. Not that unreality that humanity, in its very own worst peak, constantly lies to itself. Is reality! He sinks his head downward, and I begin to feel drowsy. I'm starting to fall asleep. Justin can have this sort of hypnotic effect on me. <laughs> I visualize seven-second flashes of headspace in my mind. While Justin Reed paints the picture of his world for me. In the world I see, Interscape will be a temporary, fearless nightmare void. You can leave in and out of the will. There'll be fields of lush gardens and trees. Endless fields. You'll never get tired in them. I can see the lush green botanical paradise in my mind. My eyes are slowly lifting, trying to stay awake. 
rows of corporate buildings to bomb at your disposal. That's <laughs> what we all want. I just want a building I can bomb when I'm bored, you know? I want a car bomb right now. It's so bad. It's like, you ever just chilling at home? You, like, don't want to play video games? Like, I just want to bomb something. You can find bombs and guns in the creeks of a nearby meadow from the ruins of previous cities. I can see the creeks now. Each and every weapon and explosive still perfectly usable. In the world I see, you can fly away from it all. Whenever you want, be free to demolish whatever you want and create something new at the same time. I've passed out asleep and through the blackness toward the state of dreaming. I can hear Justin's final words. Rest easy. I've got my typewriter next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and our story isn't completed yet. Isn't, no, and our story isn't quite completed yet. Oh, man. Oh, we got to stop there. That's so That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, we're How coming back to this. This is fantastic. Isn't it great? Oh, my God. And at the same time, I want to know what's going to happen. No, no, I'm actually going to be like... I'm actually like, this might be real gold where I'm both... This is fun to read, and at the same time, it's I'm, I'm invested it's not in emotional like Doctor White Goldfish King is so insane that he it's like uh, real poison to read after a while because he just the the run on sentences and the repeating of information. It's clearly filler. This isn't filler, which is great. This is fevered madman dream. Nah, this is just somebody's <laughs> yeah, this is somebody's story, and I'm excited. I love it. I'm enjoying it a lot, yeah. and I really wanted. I like. I don't understand the interscape. I wanted. I, oh, I, I, the universe is not being presented to me in a in a very good way yet. But I I do like what's here. I love the ideas, and I do wanna wanna know more. Oh, the super Tyler Durden. All right, and now we take a break. Boo boo. The following podcast is brought to you by Casper Mattress. Casper, if the mattress folds out in front of you, there's probably not a dead hooker inside of it. And now, back to the show. Um, today we're reading uh, our friend Claudia is in. Uh, going to do a short. The scene as follows. <clears throat> um, do stage direction? I guess we'll do stage direction. Exterior, alleyway, homeless girl sitting, high slash buzzed. Run down by a dumpster in an alleyway. <laughs> I, I want to be the producer. <laughs> Run down by a dumpster in the alleyway. In an alleyway. Okay. What city is this? Just a name. Doesn't matter. <laughs> just, in, just in town. Swigs. <clears throat> Swigs on a bottle. With quotation marks. Cut to interior recording studio. It's not a real bottle. I don't know. <laughs> Why? It's quoted there. I'm not sure. You know, a bottle. Bottle. Okay. That's slang for heroin. <laughs> um, cut to interior recording studio. A hip, edgy music producer. So just a smash cut from her yeah. in an alleyway to him? So we first, yeah, we come no in on the homeless okay. girl sitting, high and buzzed, run down by a dumpster in an alleyway, cut to... We don't, we don't know if it's a bottle yet. But. Recording studio. Not sure. We'll figure that out. Layers. Um, a hip, edgy music producer recording music. Mm. Doing his work in his studio with the vocals of the homeless woman laying over the visual. So I guess we're hearing uh, Claudia sing while she's... I guess after she swigs the bottle, she sings a bit. So can I be the producer? Yeah. All right. 
Wait, you want to be the producer? I want to do. I want to have some dialogue. Some well, the homeless girl has a lot of dialogue. Okay, then I'll, I'll do. Her. I mean, they both do. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess the producer probably has more lines, so you could be the producer. Okay, yeah, I'll do that then. A hip, edgy music producer recording music. Yeah, lay down that trick one more time. Doing his work in his studio with the vocals of the homeless woman laying over the visual. So the homeless the... woman is singing and being filmed. No. It's how it sounds. To me, it sounded like he was literally mixing the audio of the homeless woman. And then he was going to go out inside and be like, <laughs> Hey, look, I've been making a song with your voice. And I figured I was going to just steal it. But then I'm like, that's wrong. Maybe we should work this out. Because what I imagine is that he's recording the homeless woman. In the studio, but for some reason, there's also cuts of her doing drugs <laughs> outside. It's like, like what she does. Like what reality is happening right now? Yeah. Or maybe whatever he's doing in the scene. You know how sometimes the scene gets silenced and they play a song over the scene happening. Yeah. It but it seems like he should voice. be listening then, to music. He should be. He should be working on a song yeah. with it playing, and then he's so overcome by your voice. That he turns down his own vocals and he's like, "What it? You know, he's like, what is Wait, that is voice?'" Wait, is she singing at this point? In yes. The, oh, it didn't didn't, didn't say that. that at all. I know it didn't. It's just what am I supposed to imagine? He's like, "I just I feel there's a homeless girl outside and I need to talk to her." It should say after you swig on the bottle. Okay. Uh, she it should mention that the homeless girl starts to sing or something. I I would say. Stage is set. All right. So he looks <laughs> at his watch, checks his wallet to step out for lunch. Checks his wallet to step out for lunch. You know, because when you go out for lunch, you're like, hey, do I, I have, have my wallet? I have money. And there's going to be a, an insert shot of him checking for that. I have money, right? <laughs> I didn't just walk out with nothing. I do that. I, I would never imagine but, it being filmed, but I, I, I do do so that. So he, he heard her sing and then, okay, interesting cut. Okay, so he looks at his way out, blah, 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 blah. Walks out the door, then walks down the alley and hears this woman's breathtaking vocals. He is intrigued, enthralled, and lacks the ego of a typical producer. <laughs> okay, so is this the producer of the movie who wrote this? Is the writer also the producer? I would say, I believe a woman wrote this, right? Dean. Dean. She be the producer, but then she decided she wanted to direct the scene, so she hired some dude to be the producer now. That's funny. Okay, okay. that's that... That's funny. All right, all right. It was going to be her. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense then. I thought it was like oh, so her perfect this man? man. This is a guy. The, now. the producer's a man. A man yeah. Okay, so there's got to be a little bit of sexual tension here. He obviously wants to fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I had some Italian who has like neck tattoos and shit, but he's like, so good looking. We'll see. I hope that plays into this because I mean, <laughs> if it doesn't, that's just like, what? What is he doing this for? Is he gay? <laughs> No. no, her voice. I get it. I'm oh, yeah, I guess. Like, did you yeah, not hear it? Like, yeah, yeah but, I mean, there's always going to be sexual. Did you not, not hear the line gonna... of, of dialogue where I said he is intrigued, enthralled, and lacks the ego of a typical, <laughs> with quotation marks, one look producer? From... <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, huh. don't, when, <laughs> okay. when we're acting this, just in seeing him, that's all going to read on his face instantly. All right. This is going to be an interesting casting session. That's how good this Italian guy is. Is he played intrigued, enthralled, and that he lacked the ego of a typical producer right you know, there. That, just... They teach you that, you know, year two acting class. You got to stick around <laughs> for that one. Juilliard.
Juilliard's a music school. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that would work as a music producer. All right, carry on. <laughs> Is it really? God, yes. no wonder I haven't been being successful as an actor. I've been trying to get into no Juilliard over got those here. acceptance letters. God they keep, damn it. They keep rejecting my videos. <laughs> Um, okay. So. I just like the image of me. They just keep rejecting me. And there they are like, I'll keep waiting for this kid to sing. And he just does this monologue. He's sending me history essays. Uh, okay. Um, so he lacks the ego of a typical producer. He inches closer to her. As, that's creepy. He inches closer to her closer. as he is slowly oh, taking her in. <laughs> so, okay, here's here's a question already. Yeah. Is she just high and singing? Yeah. Yes. Is that a thing that homeless... I've never heard a homeless people, person sing. I would sing. say that if I was homeless, I sing everywhere all the time. I sing at work. <laughs> you would get car. beaten off. I would, no, I think it would, I would never give you money. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate it when people Dude, sing. Dude, I've made $90 sitting outside of Ralph singing. Okay? Really? So, yeah, Jesus. call busking. In one day? Yeah. Wow. A couple, a couple ladies put in a 20. I was like, shit, thanks. What is it with people giving away $20 bills like they're nothing? Because to some that's people, people they're nothing. Right. Jesus You reach Christ. a new level of, of, of society. Of and and $20 bills become your $1 bill? It's just dirt to you. It's like, what is people this? people asked if we were hungry or wanted anything to drink. Or like... It's just closer to her as he is slowly taking her in. Stands for a moment, allowing her to affect him. What? I don't know. <laughs> affect him? Oh, she's a rider. Uh, you know, she like, sounds like she's know, a passionate rider instead of a rider. You're supposed to, you know, like taking her in, you know? Like she's Joke very is, passionate. Jokes good for the deaf because they can tell the difference. Um, but he should, first of all, letting him affect her, that sounds like he's getting a boner also, well, <laughs> and he's waiting for it to get fully hard. I know. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just letting it affect me real quick. I'm just letting your body affect me. That is really, that is the classy, that's like how, that's how you talk about, exactly. That's how you uh, talk about your erection in the 1800s. <laughs> well, she was definitely affecting me, boys. Oh my, Reginald, you are quite the car. You're affecting me right now as well. Oh dear, oh dear me, <laughs> Cornelius. I do say we should go back to your popping well. <laughs> All right, back so. to your boudoir <laughs> encounter. Back to the adjourn to the, uh, the, the smoking room. <laughs> Smoke some cock in the smoking room. Cigar, cigar. What's what's the next? Is it my is it my first line? Um. Well, don't worry. Your first line's the doozy. Okay. Hey. How was that? Can we, can we get that read again? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be an Australian. I don't think I don't think you're using. Are you are you taking into account all the stage direction that I just gave you? Because there was a lot of it. Oh, I'm an Italian. Yeah, you're um, from this New York. Is the character though, the character. Nowhere in this, hey, 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 nowhere in this did it say Australian man. Okay, but it doesn't say he's not Australian anyway. That's true. Okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll concede. I'll do New Zealand. I'll do New Zealand. Hi. Hey. <laughs> right, we'll see you do these speeches in a New Zealand accent. I don't think you'll be able to pull oh, it off. Oh, oh, I think I'll be able to. <laughs> 
sounds pretty Aussie to me. <laughs> Hold on, all right, let me fix I'm that. Not, I'm not hearing. Uh, You're not hearing Kiwi. Geese. I'm not hearing. No, is it? Is it is Kiwi? It? Hey, hey, Mr. Witwicky, Mr. Mr. Christopher Johnson. Hey, <laughs> who's, who's who's gonna be the girl? Well, I'm the girl. Oh, okay. I was looking at Claudia like, where's your fucking <laughs> line, bitch? Hey, hey, hey. Hey! After you've been affected by me, that's how you say hey. Oh, you want me to really do it? Like, yeah. um, okay. Play it. Hey. <laughs> there you go. You can be. You can. I'll accept the accent if you All act right. it. I just gotta act like I'm not the typical type of music exactly. producer. You gotta hear it in my voice. Um. Uh, hi. What's your name? Wait. He's looking at her through eyes of intrigue. <laughs> that's. He sees her up here. What's your name? No, no, but no. I'm sorry. You have to. You have to understand. This is a mis. This is a mistype. She means he sees her as a peer, but as it's written, it just sounds like a peer. But it's he a. He sees her up here. <laughs> he sees her up here. No, he sees her as a peer. Because in parentheses, this is how I know it's true. In parentheses, it says a fellow human being. What? In case you didn't know what a so peer was. So this is also a, not only a script, but a, thes- a thesaurus. Yeah, you're learning too at the okay. same time. Um, he sees her appear, parentheses, a fellow human being, who holds a gift. He holds no judgments. What's your name? She reluctantly looks at him, afraid, insecure, and damaged. Ada... Ada, I'm Mike. It's nice to meet you. He leans in to shake her hand while she reluctantly agrees to a handshake to her lack of confidence. What? (laughs) (laughs) To her lack of confidence. (laughs) It sounds like I'm just reading poorly. Okay, she is so confused. So, tell me something. What are you doing here? Pausing? That's pretty good. I don't know why you're New Zealand. I still feel like it's slipping Aussie, but I'm impressed by that. I'm like, damn, that's exactly how you should have hit those couple of, of syllables. Good show. <clears throat> All right. Well, the corner spot in the alleyway I used to sleep in was <laughs> I read this first line, and I was like, really? That's your first one? <laughs> Sorry, we didn't even get to it okay. to the audience. I had to, I had to look ahead. I, uh, all right. Okay, okay. So, and it, tell me something. Like, we're we're painting this picture. This is a serious drama about this poor, destitute, drug addict girl with a gift. With a gift. Her of, life is in shambles, voice. and now we're gonna find out what is the last trial and or tribulation. That she just faced in her life. You know, a rapist, a bunch of kids attacked her. <laughs> you never her. know what it She had be. to do something awful for her last fix. All right. Well. So, tell me. <laughs> so, so, tell me something. What are you doing here? Well, the corner spot in the alley I used to sleep in was invaded by shitting birds. So, you know, there's that. I mean, what got you into this situation? You, you don't seem hopeless. You have a lovely singing voice. And... What happened? She is so reluctant. Hold on. I'm not gonna, they're not even going to address the shitting birds line? No, throw away. That's just, just uh, that's, the last... that's for you, audience. Yeah. Ding! That's the a little joke. wink. That's the joke in the whole piece. That's where we take a little stop on Humor Town before we get back into Seriousville. 
That's the little. That's like having a fucking joke in the middle of uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, these uh, showers. Water sure is cold. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you it does do. work, it doesn't work right. Hey. If you weren't going to the gas chamber tomorrow. <laughs> I'm doing too much R's there. That was bad. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I meant what got you into this situation. You don't seem helpless. You have a lovely singing voice. So, what happened? It sounds like so many birds. <laughs> okay. She is reluctant. It is so reluctant. She is. Oh, you're right. She is so reluctant. <laughs> it is extremely rare that anyone in capital takes even a second glance at her. Do, do you even care? Yes. <laughs> I do care. Very good, yes. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is that you want the person with the most lines in this piece. It's the goddamn stage directions. They're meaningless. They are blocks of stage directions it's here. It's insane. It's like, who is this? Is this the actors to internalize? How are we going to know any of this information? She is skeptical. She is not. She has not been properly cared for or nurtured throughout her entire life as her parents were neglectful toward her emotional needs. What? She is used... Rebellion as a way of getting the attention that is that it, and and it as and it as emerged her deeper in the rabbit hole. It has emerged her deeper in the rabbit hole. Trust issues seep deep into her being and doesn't believe anyone cares about her. Despite all of that, there is something genuine about her. Despite, wait, generate about this human, and she feels it. She continues to speak with great intelligence in a, on a high, quotations, type of way. Okay, hold on. I don't, How are, how is the audience <laughs> supposed to get any of this? It explains later. It does not explain that all. <laughs> So why even bother telling us that? This is for the actor to internalize. See, um, see now in this next line, I have to I have to give you all of that in this next line, all of it in one word. Not only am I skeptical, but I haven't been properly cared for throughout my entire life, as my parents never met my emotional needs, made me act in rebellion. <laughs> Got me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I feel like I'm emerging deeper down the rabbit hole. Yet I. <laughs> okay. Um. Something genuine about this human, and she feels it. She continues to speak with great intelligence in a on a high type of way. I don't know what that means. That's the tough part. It's she like has it. great intelligence on a high type of way. Does that mean like I'm high? That I'm like. That's the thing is that I get my my high class. Is it like a Johnny Depp sort of thing? Am I where he's on a like high, like I'm just chilling, like a I'm Captain Jack Sparrow, where he's like high, or is all it the just time? yeah, or is it just like whoa, you know, drugs? Drugs happen. I spent all my college cases the drugs too. Jack Sparrow. That sounded like a beetle. It does. That was a beetle today. It's, I thought that was shit. Like, can't do oh, it. Drugs, man. We were doing drugs, and then Ringo's like, I'm gonna write a song about. Octopus, and I'm like, that's a great idea. Oh, but I didn't think it was. Full of balloon. <laughs> I just would lie to him all the time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I gotta work on that, Johnny right. I do care. 
uh, just from just I love the line. Um, remember this. Well, and you don't have it right now, but this will always be the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. So you want me to do it? That, yeah. Okay. This will always be the day <laughs> that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it's terrible. Spot on. <laughs> it's awful. It's a spot on beetle doing an impression of Jack Sparrow, <laughs> Jack Sparrow for his kid. Like, did you see that movie? Hey, with you the, just saw this Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> hey, Captain Jack, he was he was all cool. What? This is my impression. Whoa, I'm Captain Jack. Hey, what do you say to no name and two shillings? <laughs> Uh, Tortuga. <laughs> Drugs. Wait, no. On a high. Intelligent. Yeah. Great intelligence on a high. But I also trust that you're genuine. But I've never been met my emotional needs. Okay. Drugs. Drugs happened. Spent all my post-college savings on drugs. Anything I could get my hands on. Oh. College? No, I'm still, <laughs> doing, the I'm still doing the Beatles now. All right, all right. <laughs> Look, John Lennon. I've been on the street. I'm back from the dead. It's a horror movie now. Oh, wait, that's we right. we got to hunt down Andrew Zimmerman. Damn it, that's a dead Beatle. Whoever killed me. <laughs> oh, now, there's a script. Yeah. Have her change it to that. You and the music <laughs> producer realized that John Lennon was murdered by the wrong guy, and then you and his ghost have to solve it. Okay, I gotta try and figure okay. out my my accent again. That'd be a fun fake um, trailer to make. Or it's just like, how far will Hollywood go? And it's you and John Lennon's ghost solving a mystery I... together. Used without the property of the Lennon family. <laughs> <laughs> Yoko is pissed. Or the Beatles. His whole family is like, Oh yeah, his son oh, yeah. and stuff. And yeah. then it's just, you and Lennon's ghost, like it's a show gonna be coming out. <laughs> Trying to find my dad's killer, yeah! Lennon's ghost. I'm back from the dead. You're not John Lennon. You're just a damn zombie. You're rotting all over the place. <laughs> well, maybe you should hold my hand. <laughs> well, I, I am, right now. You left it in the bathroom. <laughs> wah, wah. Ha, ha, ha. Well, That's the audience. If only it were yesterday. <laughs> Will you stop making your goddamn I'm beetle sorry, puns? I'm sorry, just give me the face that I wear at a jar by the door. <laughs> All you've done since you've got here is made stupid. You haven't even sung once. I'm not even sure you are John Lennon. Well, they've renewed us for a second season, so who cares? <laughs> Imagine I'm John Lennon. It's easy because we're rich now. <laughs> okay. Alright. Oh, college? Yeah. I got my BA at Dartmouth College. <laughs> you know, in case I didn't know. <laughs> the, the other Dartmouth. <laughs> Dartmouth. You won't be able to do shit afterwards. End up homeless on the street with a BA from Dartmouth. <laughs> 
Um, I also can never say that because all I want to say is Dartmouth. I know. It's the most fucked up college just ever. just call it Dartmouth. That's how they make sure you can go there. If you're if you're too goofy and you just want to be like, hey, can I go here to Dartmouth? They're like, get out. And no, you failed the first and only test. That's why my application was accepted. <laughs> I did it with a dart in my mouth. He keeps sending us musical <laughs> quotes. I don't know what this kid wants. He should have applied to Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> Send me to Dartmouth. That's where I want to be. Dartmouth. It's a full production. He's a brilliant musician, but we can't use him. Okay. Yeah. I got my BA at Dartmouth College back east. Then I moved out here and got hooked on the party. Anyways. Changing subjects, but not at all, because I'm still talking about this same subject. The first high was incredible. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just that anyway. Okay, no, sorry. I moved out here and got hooked on the party. Anyways, that first high was incredible. I really captured an innate knowing that everything is perfect and all its chaos. So, ever since, I've been chasing that first high. Only to find myself deep in the maze of my own egocentric egocentricities. Lost, unfulfilled, and ruled by a drug. You speak with great intelligence and self-awareness. <laughs> well, keep doing it when you know it's held in your back. Oh my god, this dialogue. I feel like it was written by two robots. You speak with great, you speak with great awareness and intelligence. I must tell you my emotions in order for you to understand. Well, I keep doing it when you wish you could just have it back. Why do doctors smoke cigarettes when they watch people die from them every day? That's uh, a, no. a good point. No, go on. Why do doctors smoke cigarettes when they watch people die from them every day? Good point. Because if there's one thing I'll see nowadays, it's doctors constantly <laughs> smoking cigarettes. And his friend is a definite, that is an easy <laughs> image to conjure up. I know whenever I see the doctor, he's always lighting up a big fat stogie. Blowing <laughs> it right in your face. <laughs> I think oh, every man. doctor I've ever seen, like any doctor's office I've ever been in, has the biggest sign in the world that says, don't smoke. Do not smoke. And they're like, hey, you don't, you don't smoke, do you? You know you should smoke. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Why do doctors smoke cigarettes when they watch people die from them every day? And every day, too? Every goddamn day. Every. Good point. Never thought about that. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> oh, certainly. I just feel like it's too late. I have been a. F I have been. Yeah, it's a little. I have been a fuck up my entire life. Nobody believes I'm capable of doing anything but fuck up. I thought she graduated college. I know. <laughs> but still. She's a postgraduate. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah, I'm a college graduate, <laughs> but I've been a fuck up, man. The whole time. <laughs> I got into Dartmouth. I didn't really earn it, man. I wanted to get into Yale. I cheated. Oh, oh, like Dartmouth is going to make my father proud? I guess I didn't fuck up at cheating, but cheating's fucked up. I know, the college grad with all of this is kind of like, really? Okay. And this, did you hear the double fuck up? I've been a fuck up my entire life. Nobody believes I'm capable of doing anything but fuck up. 
<laughs> oh man, I hope they get it one more time in there. Stop calling me fuck up McGee. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't do it word for word her lines and just sell it but just fuck up my tell up believe no it believes I'm ever capable of doing anything but fuck up fuck up <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you turn this into if this is serious with this little story because that's how you make I'm gonna gold a, a little slight issue I noticed with it there is technically no conflict in this story, and we'll get to that, but nothing really happened. Hey, you want to do this? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll You're do in. it. All right. It was done. And... Hey, do you have a problem? Because I have a solution. <laughs> we should apply these to each other. But wait, something might happen. No, something no. does come up. There's a moment. There is a moment. It's like, oh no, huh? the mic wasn't on. I'll oh, just turn it on. I'll just okay. turn it on. Oh, cool. oh man, woo, woo! <laughs> we could have recorded that whole what a, thing. What and a climax! <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> oh. oh god, this I just want to read good. scripts together. I know it's great. We can just look up people's scripts online. I'm so down to do that. I just feel like it's too late. I've been a fuck up my entire life. Nobody believes I'm capable of doing anything, but fuck up. My family won't talk to me. They say I don't deserve any help from them, and that I should rot on the street alone. <laughs> They're really harsh, my yeah, family. Yeah, but what Real. do they really think? <laughs> I mean, they said I. They just go die, go die on the street, you whore. Yeah, you got you. They die had, and rot. They did not want me to go to Dartmouth. Really didn't want me to. It was a big disappointment. They wanted me to go to Juilliard. Uh, but I didn't sing. I don't know why. My beautiful singing voice. Okay. The producer is very taken aback. No. He's very taken back. He's just taken back. He's just taken back. Uh, the producer is very taken back. By a bunch of guys. <laughs> and feels so much compassion for this person. The producer also believes in this person for some unforeseen reason. I don't believe it's ever too late to start over. <laughs> he takes a long moment, deeply takes her in, and thinks about how and what he can do to help her. Okay, look, I'm a music producer. <laughs> I've developed some of the top artists in the industry. I heard you singing. You have been given an amazing gift. Based on two minutes of singing, I heard you do. I know you are the absolute best thing in the world, in the world. I've ever heard. The top artists in the industry. You have made J-Lo, Christina Aguilera, and everyone before them look like whores and charlatans with what you were just doing in this alley mid-bottle swig. Okay. Uh, okay. I heard you singing. You've been given an amazing gift, and I believe you are meant to share it with the world. It'd be a shame if you allowed your fear to destroy it. Destroy? <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm thinking is that. I mean, the, the opportunity. Or... <laughs> destroy it. Destroy. You can't it. speak ever again because you're so scared. It'll destroy you. <laughs> it's like okay. The end of the fucking green, uh, the green ring guy. Green Lantern. It's just a bit of ring. Your fear will destroy yourself. Just, just willpower. It's me, man. Sinistro. Etsy uh, <laughs> should have been Australian. That would have, that would have saved that movie. Okay. Okay. 
I say, okay, okay. No, <clears throat> this is now in the scene. I should have given her an accent. <laughs> okay. So what then? I guess, no, I guess I'm happy. just like, I don't even question that this is true. <laughs> so, I could be any guy. Get in my van. I'm going to make exactly. your dreams come true. Exactly. Hey, you, get, you, you know a big old fat lady. You, yeah. <laughs> You know, you got a great throat it, it on you. It puts the lotion on its skin. A great set of pipes. <laughs> she, she a big fat. She a big Carl. fat lady. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> oh. I can make your world a nightmare, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Put the lotion in the fucking biscuit. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Okay. So what the? <coughs> so I was Australian Buffalo Bill. <laughs> all right. So give me your line again. Um, Read me in. Yeah. Okay. So what then? So I am going to give you some money. I want you to get yourself cleaned up, get an outfit, brush your teeth, and most importantly. <laughs> A good night's rest. Drop by my studio, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Address is on my card. The producer hands the homeless girl some cash, along with a business card. She quickly blows it on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's third act. We'll, we'll check it. <clears throat> we can talk about your living and financial options at the start and start recording a demo. That's all really generous of you. But how do you know I won't just take this money and go get my next fix? I don't know. I'm simply opening a door. It's up to you whether you walk through it or not. You can choose to take the road you've always taken. And you already know where that will lead. Or you can take a leap of faith and discover your birthright. Because <laughs> there can be only one. Highlander, you've voice. disguised yourself as an aging homeless woman. I'll see through your trickery. Damn you, McCall. <laughs> you found me again. Your disguise is useless against me. Draw your sword. <laughs> then we fight once more. <laughs> we fight once more. Really, though, you have a beautiful singing voice. Shot through the heart. <laughs> and say, ching, ching. you give love a bad name. <clears throat> Discover your birthright. What? Birthright? That sounds like you're a princess. Like you're Anastasia. I also love that this image of like the, the road you've always, you can take that road you've always taken and you know where it'll lead. You know, sometimes to a really prestigious school where you'll do very well and get a BA, but other times to drugs, so... You, you know, might, you might get that one awesome high, but uh, you're still. Chasing. I imagine you also did really well in high school, considering you went to Dartmouth and you couldn't just skate in with shitty grades. So <laughs> probably your whole childhood, even though, and and with parents who didn't meet your emotional needs, yeah. that's really impressive. I would have thought you would have been into drugs much earlier on. You must also be somewhat smarter. Your parents must be rich to afford the the prestigious school University of Dartmouth <laughs> College. Quite a few. So either either your parents have disowned you. In fact, as you told me, you had money post-college. Yeah. Somehow what? you caught out of college with, with money. Without it, without it. How did dip? you have a job? <laughs> it was all this. 
What? How did you come out in the green? You were, you were, you must have been a financial wizard. And then you got out here and you just love the party just, so much. Uh, what, what is party? What is it some new drug? <laughs> what? Is it just parties in general? Or I mean, or is it? Were you throwing parties? Party? I mean, if you're throwing parties all the time, you're gonna blow all your money. Yeah, sure, of course. But, uh, but, chips and dip are uh, cheap. I mean, appetizers alone. Yeah, and sometimes you gotta have. Some sort of valet service? If you live in the hills, I forget about it. Entertainment? Oh, God. What's Can't have... And you got to have Netflix, obviously. Can't obviously. have people just sticking around. You know what? I can understand how parties could could tip you out. <laughs> All right, so there's still some more... But the drugs as well? A hefty chunk of stage yeah. direction. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Discover your birthright. <laughs> And clutches make You're clutch so hands. When someone isn't doing this in a, in a oh New Zealand accent, <laughs> it's gonna be some Italian guy who's gonna read this even worse than it's written. <laughs> a leap of faith and discover your birthright. I don't know. He's from the Mushroom Kingdom. He's related to Mario. Okay. Star wipe. Star wipe. Exterior office. Cut to the producer, sitting in office. Looks at the clock. Says, 8.15 a.m. Takes a breath and... Takes a breath, is anxious, and a little disappointed. Finally looks up and sees the homeless girl. Beautiful. Clean. Radiant. She is almost unrecognizable. They share a moment and smile. Ada is recording a demo as producer watches. In capital for some reason. <laughs> she pulls off. Is that the next scene? That must have just been a mistake while writing it. Ada is recording a demo as producer watches. She pulls off her headset, concerned because he is watching her, and she is unsure. Producer smiles. You're going to be a star. Blackout. Music. Credits. End. Finn. End. Scene. <laughs> You're going to be a star. You're going to be a star. Because I'm the world's biggest music producer. As you can tell by this studio that we're in. (laughs) How are they going to do that? This is his studio. She rented studio time. This is serious business. So I've imagined you could probably shoot this in a day. Yeah. (laughs) What if it cut to... Instead of her in the recording studio, just giving the producer head <laughs> in the alleyway <laughs> the next day. And he's just, <laughs> you're oh, going to be a star. You're going to be a star. <laughs> you know, you were late. There's a late fee you got to pay. And she's like, wait, what? Cut to. That has a really dark ending. Then it would be like, whoa. I know, God, I wish it was longer. I know. Why isn't there more? We'll stretch it out. We'll fluff it up. There's a third actor there. We'll throw a little bit more stage direction in there. (laughs) You're like, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, he's going to be reading the other part. And he's reading the stage direction live during the scene. (laughs) So you see it, like, you see it playing across their faces. Yeah, like It actually goes crazy at Sundance. People love the new narration technique. And there you have it. Scripts. Red. Stories. Confounding, to say the least. Um, I wish I could point you to, uh, that Justin Reed story, but I, I, I could not find it anymore. Seems gone, but 
you know, hopefully it'll be in a movie theater near you someday. And as for the short film, well, maybe you can find it on the internet. Uh, please follow, like, and subscribe us. We're on SoundCloud. Give us ratings on iTunes. Uh, the podcast is RPE Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Claudia is Mama Cheeks. Eddie is Ed.Walton. And I am Dylan.Rules. Uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, I have some other backlogged episodes that weren't quite up to snuff, but might work in a quarantine problem. But uh, we should be getting a new adventure soon, so... Get excited. Get excited for that eventuality.